Motorsport 411 presents all the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411 with Sean Cardavillis. Welcome to Motorsport 411, your home for all your four and two-wheel action in Africa. Coming up in this episode, we speak exclusively to Hamza Anwar, who competed in his first ever snow event at Rally Sweden. And we have a full roundup of Rally Sweden with World Rally Championship commentator Bex Williams. All the four and two wheeled action. Motorsport 411. Welcome uh, to the episode. So Hamza Anwar and Adnan Din finished 36th overall in the first ever snow event at Rally Sweden. The duo are representing Kenya and Africa at large in the Junior World Rally Championship. After the event, I spoke to Anwar. Hamza, thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Uh, congratulations to you and Adnan Din. Uh, how was the event for you? Uh, first of all, thank you very much. Um, the, the uh, Rally Sweden was was interesting. It was um, it was uh, a really uh, fun event and. Um, mm. But at the same time, because we were learning on the job, it was uh, it, it was something of its kind. We kind of treated it like a safari because um, it was really difficult to get through the conditions. Um, and, you know, snow, ice, gravel, um, a lot of rocks in some places in the ruts as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good event. Um, we, we walk away from Rally Sweden with a lot of... Um, experience and a lot of knowledge gained now in speaking to karen patel uh, earlier uh, he was talking about the grip levels uh, how insane the grip levels are on ice uh, the grip levels are amazing it's more than gravel it's not what we expected um the more you uh, i mean you have about seven millimeters worth of studs on the on the narrow pirelli tires so the more you break uh the harder you break uh, into a corner the spikes actually grip better they dig into the ice and as of course as you're powering uh, early throttle it kind of pulls you through and um, where gravel when you brake you're expecting the car to slide a little uh, on ice it, it almost doesn't slide it just tears into the ground i guess the conditions were very very different for you uh, you know you're going um, you know below zero in terms of the temperature how is it for you uh, no i mean certainly um, we had to uh, kind of climatize uh, we tried to get to the event a little earlier. I was testing in Norway uh, for one day with uh, John Hoagland uh, in a Rally 3 car. So that was good for me, at least as a driver. I got to face um, minus 20 plus uh, temperatures quite earlier on. So I could adapt about almost a week before the event. So um, that was that was really a plus point. And uh, it was very cold. Uh, Adnan coming from the coastal area of Mombasa, he had a little uh, more of a difficult time <laughs> coping with the cold, but he uh, eventually he adapted quite well and uh, was all right. Just on the transport sections, we had to keep the heater on the whole time. Now, uh, the setup of a JWRC team, uh, how different is it uh, compared to what you're used to here in Kenya? I mean, of course, M Sport Poland comes from M Sport, and uh, it's a proper works uh, factory kind of setting. Um, it was fantastic. I mean, they have full data logging the whole time. You can actually compare your data logging with the, the fastest driver's data logging. So you could know when he was shifting, when he was on the power, when you weren't. So it, they're very helpful in 
improving and building confidence to drivers and um i mean they're uh, they're very uh, you know um I mean, information is shared the whole time. Uh, we're in constant communication throughout the event. Um, so uh, it was amazing. They were very professional and uh, we felt really, um, you know, we felt confident going into the event. Um, you know, uh, any questions you have, you know, they ask you even more questions than you'll have to ask them, actually. And uh, it was fantastic. They were very professional. Now, at one point, uh, you were fifth overall, uh, eventually finishing eighth out of nine competitors. Uh, the main thing was to get to the finish. Yes, certainly. Um, we we were going well. The shakedown, we finished seventh fastest, and then, um, but we quickly realized um, we were when we were on, we were on the ball when we were giving it um, almost all we had. We'd make a mistake or two, and that would land us either in a snowbank, damaging the vehicle. And, um, you know, we want to try and keep our costs as low as possible. Um, and we re- we realize we've come so far, we need to finish this event um, uh, before, um, you know, we can think of anything else. Like a great man once said, Sheikha Mehta, to win, you have to finish. And uh, we kept that in mind and um, it brought us to the end. We drove maybe at 60, 70% uh, most of the time, just trying to keep the car on the road because the snowbanks and... Uh, I mean, you can use the snowbanks uh, to bounce off, but, you know, it's it can be an advantage and a disadvantage because we were running uh, one of the last few cars at the back of the field. The rest of the top drivers had already used the banks and usually the more they get hit, they get softer gradually as they uh, progress during the day. So um, we were keeping that in mind and we uh, took a strategic decision to just keep it on the road and keep it moving. Now, it was a huge learning curve for you. Uh, what, what did you learn uh, from the rally? Oh, Sean, uh, to be honest, I couldn't tell you everything because I learned so much um, from driving technique to, uh, you know, drive to just driving as itself. Um, the lines uh, were very unique. Um, the main thing for me was um, our reconnaissance, the recce, because as we recce in Kenya, I mean, you know, usually the conditions will get rutted or something but you know we didn't take snowbanks into consideration that they'll get so degraded and like a, a for example uh, what we'd grade as a right one would actually become a right three um you know just for example because uh, the rest of the cl- cars had cleared the path for us so that was the main thing we learned that we have to learn to kind of uh, kind of calculate how much the roads are going to get deterred and how much uh, we can maximize on that um, but, uh, I mean, you know, we, we eventually were using some snowbanks here and there to try and keep us on track. And, um, yeah, we learned that, you know, we usually, uh, our braking wasn't so hard, our left foot braking. And we learned that we have to brake a bit more aggressively, um, you know, to, to let the spikes dig into the ground. And, uh, it was amazing. Uh, braking distances were really, uh, readjusted and, um, it was fantastic. Uh, we, we learned a lot and uh, we also implemented a lot of what we learned from our training. And we'll also implement a lot from just the first round out of five events of the JWRC. We'll implement into our driving in the ARC and Kenya National Rally Championship. Hopefully. Now, not many people would know this. Uh, unlike McCray Kimathi last uh, season, uh, with this one, it's largely being self-financed. Uh, yes, uh, the minute we haven't had any confirmation from uh, any sponsors, we do have 
some help from the Federation, but um, uh, hopefully we'll get some confirmations very soon um, because it is very expensive and uh, to drive with that in your mind is also, um, it's not uh, an advantage. Because you're always thinking, oh, if I damage this, I might. It's still like how I'd be rallying privately, almost, you know. Um, but uh, no, um, uh, we wait. We be positive, and uh, hopefully something will come through quite soon. And um, yeah, I'm sure you must be so grateful uh, to your dad, of course. Uh, Asad Anwar, you know your family and all. You're getting so much support, uh, you know, for you to pursue your rally career. No, no, certainly it's been great. Uh, my dad's been great. He's He's nurtured me and mentored me from, you know, from uh, since I can remember. And uh, I'm just uh, very proud to hold my family name on the world stage. And also not, uh, you know, I'm holding the Kenyan flag up and also representing Africa to a certain extent. So uh, I, I'm very proud and uh, I'm, I'm very uh, happy and uh, hopefully things will work out soon. Now, you don't have much time to rest. Uh, you've got the ARC, the Equator Rally, up next, huh? Uh, yeah, certainly the Equator. Um, we're going to have a, a lot of events. Um, also, so, uh, we have Africa Rally Championship events. We have the national events this year. So it's going to be a, a really uh, full, full-packed uh, year for us. Um, so we're going to make the most out of it. And uh, we're really looking forward to also our own events. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, we look forward. You must have been really proud uh, hearing of uh, Jeremiah and McRae uh, finishing 1-2 in Machakos. Yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't around. That would have been uh, probably the whole uh, podium of uh, the Rally Star team. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, soon hopefully we'll catch up with them. But uh, no, the, the, it was a phenomenal dice between the two drivers and uh, they managed to hold up quite a lot of people. So that was nice um, to keep uh, keep everyone warm. Now, in terms of you competing globally, um, for how long do you think you can keep this up uh, if you're being self-financed? Uh, is your father happy for you to try and do the whole season or how's it going to work out? Um, to be honest, we are looking for sponsorship because uh, as everyone knows, rallying uh, isn't cheap uh, and rallying certainly on the world stage is not going to be any more cheaper. So... Uh, well, we, there's a lot of people interested, but we're calling to uh, different corporates and, uh, you know, marketing teams to actually come on board and uh, come and see, uh, get in touch with us and come and see the vast um, opportunities they have marketing-wise and how we can all grow as, as one, as a team. Now, a quick word about Adnan Din. Uh, he's, you know, a very popular figure locally, uh, you know, within local motorsports, uh, but he's also really uh you know grown with you in terms of your partnership no certainly uh me and adnan have got on really well uh, we understand each other's limits and uh, bounds and um you know we get on very well um you know he understands me uh, i understand him he can he can sometimes even advise me on a on a pace note you know sometimes i might struggle on recce and you know he, he you know he's always thinking for me and um, you know, always planning ahead. And no, he's uh, been doing really well. It isn't easy to step up to the challenge of uh, racing with the world's best on the elite level. So um, no, uh, Adnan has been fantastic. And um, I mean, we got to the end and we've been making good decisions. And uh, may the partnership be blessed. <laughs> 
Now, you got the Ford Fiesta, the R5, or what they call the Rally 2 car. Uh, you did use it in Uganda uh, over the Christmas period. Uh, how often will you be using that? Um, uh, to be honest, there's no plans of uh, rallying it, actually. Um, it, it's around. It's actually going to be rented out for the World Rally Championship um, Safari. Um, but uh, you never know. We might get lucky uh, an, an odd uh, event here and there and actually get to uh, drive it. So your plan this year is to use the Ford? Uh, yeah, we're still with the Rally Star team um, and uh, we uh, aim to continue. Um, it was a three-year project, um, but hopefully it still continues. It'd be nice to drive an R5, certainly, to get the hang of it a little bit. But, uh, I mean, you know, like, just uh, just for example, my competitors in the Junior World Rally Championship, uh, majority of them have actually been rallying uh, Rally 2 car quite successfully. Um, so it'd be nice to uh, have an upgrade just for a little while. But uh, yeah, we're very happy with the R3. It's running uh, quite well. And uh, hopefully we can uh, put some results with it down this year. We Our aim is actually to try and uh, probably go for the wins. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, last year we were quite conservative, trying to finish every event. Um, not that to say that we're aiming to not finish, but uh, we, we kind of want to uh, push our bounds and limits a bit more this year. All right, Hamza Anwar, thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Thank you very much for having me. Kenya Jew, as always. That's junior rally driver Hamza Anwar. We'll be back. All the four and two wheeled action. Motorsport 411. So, welcome back. In only his second event since his return to M Sport, Oitanak won Rally Sweden, finishing ahead of Craig Breen and Thierry Neuville. Bex Williams is an official commentator for the World Rally Championship. Bex, uh, thank you so much for joining us on Motorsport 411. Uh, Rally Sweden done and dusted, but what an event it was, huh? Sean, it's great to be back with you. Yes, what an event it was. It was so exciting. It was a real edge-of-your-seat thriller of an event with you know so many drivers battling it out, Craig Breen back in action and leading the event, and I don't think he expected that, to be honest, and neither did we. It was just an all-round roller coaster of a rally on snow, which... You know, it's the only one we have all year, and I think everyone looks forward to it because it's so unique, and it really did deliver this year. Now, of course, uh, everybody talking about Oi Tanak, uh, you know, so much expected of him, but um, I think it was a bit optimistic even at the beginning of the event uh, to think that he could win. You're absolutely right, and that's what he said. You know, I spoke to him on Wednesday night prior to Rally Sweden, and he said he had no idea where he was in comparison to the other drivers in terms of competition. You know, they'd done a rally the weekend before in Estonia, in Ottawa, so he'd had a good chance to really test the car, but it was on slightly different conditions there. Um, and he, he had no idea. We, you know, a journalist asked him, do you think you can go out there and win? He said, I can't tell you. He said, maybe speak to me after the first loop of stages, and I'll let you know how I'm feeling with the car then. And obviously, after that first loop of stages, he was feeling very good. Because, you know, he, he was right to the front of the field. So it was interesting from his perspective. He didn't have a huge expectation going in. 
But once he got underway, once he understood he could do it, he had huge belief in him, as did Malcolm Wilson. And Tanak appears to be one of those drivers uh, when he has uh, the team on his side. Uh, you know, you can bring out the best in him. Uh, you know, that's when he's very dangerous. I think so. I think, you know, when he knows that everything is around him and the team is geared towards him, which it is now, he's the number one at M Sport. There's no question of that. You know, they are doing everything for him. And they said at the start of the year, their campaign is centred around the driver's title. They know they don't really have a huge amount of hope with regard to the manufacturer's title because their strong lineup exists within Tanak itself. He's a proven you know, rally winner. He's a former world champion. They're aiming for the driver's title. They're putting everything behind him. He knows that. He can feel that. And he says that a lot. He says, yeah, I'm pushing the team as hard as possible and they're pushing me as well. And I think that kind of dynamic is, is you know, that's dangerous territory for Oitanak because that is where, as you said, he absolutely thrives. And that's good to see because he won rallies last year with Hyundai. But he was absolutely driving the doors off the car to be able to win those events. And I, I still think, even though, you know, Sweden was a great win from Moit, it was fantastic. Still the best win in recent history from him is Rally Finland last year. Where against adversity with a car that was not doing what he wanted it to, he was still pushing it to the absolute limit. And he was amazed that he was still there at the end of every stage. It's a great win for Tanak. It's a great start to his you know, championship campaign, but he's going to have a hard task in Mexico now because he's first on the road. He's leading the championship first on the road. That's going to be hard on Friday of Mexico. Yeah, speaking of first on the road, uh, it was always going to be tough uh, for Cali Rovampera. Uh, he had a, a difficult weekend. He did have a difficult weekend. It just didn't seem to click. Yes, he was, yeah, as you mentioned, he was first on the road and that, that was a bit tough for him. But I think, you know, they did struggle with, setup issues at Toyota. Um, none of the drivers were incredibly happy with the setups that they had during the weekend. You you did see beautiful pieces of speed from Cali. He set fastest times out there, but he was, you know, he never got to the stage and said he was 100% happy with the way the car was, which, you know, normally he does. Um, and that then, when you get to the power stage and I know I'm jumping ahead here, but when he's dangled the carrot of trying to catch as it was going into the power stage, Craig Breen, you knew that he had to be more than 100% happy with the car to be able to push as hard to make up that kind of time difference. And yeah, we didn't see that, which in itself is unusual from Robin Perra. Now, one of the drivers of the week was uh, Craig Breen. Uh, he was very, very impressive. Oh, he was. And I think it was a real delight to see him back on that form you know, the year with M Sport, for whatever reason, Sean, it didn't work for him. It didn't work for M Sport. It wasn't a right fit between the two of them. And it then made it for a very difficult season in 2022. Now he's back with a partial season. And my goodness, the joy on his face. I think everyone could really see that at stage ends. He was just on magnificent form and loving his rallying again. The difficulty did come, though, on the Sunday when... I think, you know, the realisation hit, you know, what happens when you're a partial driver and, you know, the number one within the team is just behind you, Thierry Newville, team orders are going to come into play. Yes, and that got a bit embarrassing for Hyundai because, uh, 
Yes, uh, they pulled in Breen uh, late to give him a penalty, but then uh, Thierry Neville uh, still went and messed it up a bit in the power stage. Yeah, it was it was a weird situation. I have to be there, honest, Sean. I was I was right there watching it all play out because we were at Hyundai. We were at all the teams prior to the power stage, talking to the team bosses as is usual. Um, little recorded sections of the team bosses go into the power stage program. And I'd spoken to Rich Milner, and you know he was obviously very happy because they were leading. And I went to both Toyota and Hyundai, and neither had team bosses available for me to speak to them. And they said, oh, you know, both of them are in meetings. We're, we're, we're a bit delayed. And this is unusual. And I thought to myself, something's going on here. Something's going down. And eventually I got to speak to Cyril Abitabal. And by the time that I got to speak to him, the news had just broken that team orders had been pulled. And, you know, I think when we all take a step back, you can understand the reasoning in the sense that you come to an end of a season and Malcolm Wilson, I'm sure, will tell you this himself because I remember Yari Matti famously winning in Sardinia with Miko just behind and him not pulling team orders at the time. And Miko missed out on the championship by one point. So I, I can see it from a team perspective. They're thinking we need maximum points here. But unfortunately, what they didn't kind of bargain on was Newville not doing well on the power stage, making mistakes. And then the difference between Breen and and Neville turning back around into Breen's favour. I mean, Cyril Abitable was very honest when I spoke to him afterwards because I stayed with the team for the whole power stage. I watched the reactions as Craig Breen was faster than Neville. Well, first of all, I watched the actions as Neville made a mess of the power stage. And then Craig Breen did it, you know, a good job in the power stage. And Cyril just, you know, he kind of, at the end, he shrugged his shoulders and he said, look, we've, we've tried something we wanted to benefit our number one driver, the man who's fighting for the drivers' championship, we wanted to give him an opportunity. He didn't take it, and the words Cyril used were, "The gods, uh, the gods of speed have decided." And I like the gods of speed. So he was very pragmatic at the end. You know, they tried something to benefit their drivers' champion. Hopeful, it didn't work, and Craig's got second position, and he. He absolutely rubber stamped then that they wouldn't, obviously that result would stand. They couldn't change things around in any way because Robin Perra was too close. It would mean putting a Toyota on the podium if they gave Craig a penalty in any way. So it, it was an interesting situation to watch. And I think a lot of the fans out there, especially the Craig Breen fans, would be very, you know, angry with the situation because they just watched their man do an incredible job during the weekend, leading the event. And then all of a sudden he's gone from the lead. He's dropped down to second and oh, what? He's got third now because of team orders. But I think everyone still has to remember that these teams are there to, to win championships and they are going to be as ruthless as possible to be able to do that. And it, it, it started early this year. I have to say, we don't normally see team orders come into play this year, but I think it shows what a decisive character Cyril Abitaboul is. Very, very interesting. Now, uh, last year we had a lone Kenyan entry in the Junior World Rally Championship, McCray Kimathi. Uh, this year we've got Hamza Anwar, the young Hamza Anwar. I don't know whether you caught him at all uh, over the weekend and your thoughts on his performance? Very briefly caught up with him. And I have to say, Sean, the, the Junior Championship is looking really exciting this year because we've got you know the majority of drivers 
you know, are competing for the first time in the junior championship for a full season where we only have one, you know, returning driver in Will Crichton. So it was really interesting to see then Hamza's progress against everyone else. He was quite a lot of fun at the start of the event uh, because they did, um, you know, the junior championship is not just about the driving. They're teaching these drivers how to deal with things mentally. They're coaching them in all kinds of different ways. And there's also a fun side to it as well. They all got on um, the ice hockey rink and they were playing a bit of ice hockey. And he seemed to really enjoy that. He was a little unsteady on his skates at the start, but that's something he really seemed to enjoy. But I thought he progressed well in terms of performance during the weekend. I think coming to Rally Sweden for the majority of the junior drivers is a really tough ask because for a lot of them, they've never competed on that surface before. And it's a difficult one, pardon the pun, to get to grips with <laughs> because it, 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 it reacts so differently to, to gravel or tarmac. And of course, you've got the aid of the studded tyres, which give you so much more grip than you expect. Uh, but I thought he did really well during the weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing him now on a more natural surface for him when we certainly get to the, the gravel events and seeing what he can do there. Bex, um, you're right in the thick of it. Um, you know, you're following the World Rally Championship. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about uh, trying to encourage more manufacturers to enter the championship. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, you know, you've got two probably factory teams in terms of uh, Hyundai and Toyota. Uh, you've got, you know, the, the team with a smaller budget, M Sport. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the, the state of the championship? Well, I mean, the championship is incredibly exciting. And I think this is one thing the manufacturers were really stressing this weekend. Cyril Abitable was one. I mean, obviously, Sean, he's come from Formula One and he's come into a championship and into a sport that, you know, is, is very new to him in rallying. And he's been blown away by the competition, by how exciting it is, um, by, you know, the the... The, the, the sheer speed, but also the bravery and the skill of these drivers, I think it's really opened up his eyes. He said during the weekend, you know, we really need to be showing the world more what this sport is about. Malcolm Wilson also said during the weekend that, again, you know, the World Rally Championship is at the forefront in terms of competition. And he mentioned the, the stage I mentioned earlier when we had a number of drivers within tenths of seconds of each other he said you know there isn't another motorsport event that does that and he's right and i think right now the championship is healthy in terms of competition we've got incredible drivers who are doing extraordinary things what we're lacking is is more of them i guess we you know we're lacking another manufacturer m sport are as we well know you know they haven't got the budget to be in a proper manufacturer manufacturer level but they are competing at a manufacturer level with a you know a strong driver like Oitanak. it would be incredible to attract more manufacturers there's no question i think that is something that everyone is working really really hard to do um and you know i don't think you need too 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 many of them either you'd need maybe another two manufacturers and that would be an incredible championship. Not that it's not an incredible championship right now, but it could be even better. And we would like to see more people, you know, recognize, I think, Sean, how incredible this sport is, how incredible this championship is, how many fans it has globally, how many people will follow this for three full days around the world and latch on to that and think uh, we, we need to be part of this. We need to be seen around the world to be part of something that has such a following and, and delivers such incredible competition. 
And finally, in the Rally 2 category, uh, he seems to have settled well. Uh, he's had a difficult time in the Rally 1 category, but Oliver Solberg, uh, it was a very impressive drive by him. Do you know what? It really was. And I'm really pleased for him to get his first win on the board this season. Um, you're right. He's had a very difficult year um, with Hyundai. He stepped up into the Rally 1 category and it was just a difficult, difficult, well, two seasons, to be honest. So he needs he needs the change. And I think that change begins now with getting into the WRC2 category, which, again, is another highly competitive field this year. When you look at the level of drivers, not only experienced drivers, but new drivers who are really showing their worth. It's quite incredible. And for Oliver, he made it look easy, didn't he? I mean, he built up such an incredible lead early on and then he had to just you know be sensible take it steady not take too many huge risks out on the stages because at, you know at the midpoint he had a 30 second advantage over everyone else he didn't have to floor it everywhere um i think we're going to see a bit of a different oliver solberg in terms of approach to rallies this year um you know taking a step back from rally one is not a bad thing he's a very young driver and many many people i think quite wrongly have compared him to Callie Rovenpair just because they're the same age and they have a, you know, a famous rallying father. They're different drivers. Calais is extraordinary and has moved on at a quicker pace than, than Oliver Solberg has. That doesn't mean that Oliver isn't as good as Calais. They're just reaching their destinations at a different pace. And I think Oliver is certainly a massive star of the future. And I think taking the step back into WRC2 will give him the experience Give him the character building that you know he's had over the last two years, but he can start to see the sunshine days now. The last two years, they've been doom and gloom, but I think now it's back to getting the trophies again. Bex, we really, really appreciate you supporting our podcast. Uh, thank you so much uh, for taking the time out to speak to us on Motorsport 411. Sean, it's a pleasure every single time. Looking forward to seeing you all at Rally Kenya this year. Motorsports 411 with Sean Cardavillis. So that's it for the show this week. Our thanks once again to Hamza Anwar and Bex Williams. Our thanks as always to Big City Studio. I'm Sean Cardavillis. See you next week.